athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. As always, thank you for joining me on another edition of the program. I am your host, Donald Ware. Who at this point wants James Harden on their team? And I'm going to tell you this. When Brooklyn and Philadelphia made the trade, or, or in essence, Harden forced his way out of yet another city, this time Brooklyn. Before that, it was... Houston, right? He will. I'm going to reiterate what I said then. James Harden will never win an NBA championship. James Harden will never win an NBA championship. Philadelphia goes down in flames to the Heat. I mean, I don't think there's any shame in losing to the Heat. It's a very good basketball team with a lot of really good players. I mean, I look at a Victor Oladipo who coming off had come off injury and and really if you go back two or three I mean maybe three years ago was I mean that guy was really really balling like he was putting Indiana in essence on his back and as Indiana was excelling at that time under Nate McMillan and so it's no shame in losing to the Heat very good team very well coached Joel Embiid obviously not a hundred percent you know, Maxie's a solid player to me, but if he's like your number two guy, I mean, he, he he's, you know, he's going to have some games. He, I mean, he'll have a game where he'll give you in excess of 30 points, mostly a 20-point score. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I can't really say that he's an impact player, at least on a consistent basis. James Harden, you're talking about one of the top 75 players to ever play one of the supposedly the best players in the league took nine shots on Thursday night in the loss to Miami. Nine shots was four of seven in the first half. O of two in the second half took two second half shots. And this is the guy that you ultimately traded for. Harden has a player option for next season you got to figure that he's going to opt into that it's you know it's 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 a very lucrative deal it's um i don't remember exactly was i think it's in excess of 40 million dollars so you know he's going to opt into that but i mean you know philly can't be happy about that you heard the if you watch that game you heard the boos a lot of those boos i don't think they were for the 76ers they were for harden okay and 
with Harden, he, he thought that the grass was going to be greener on the other side by leaving Brooklyn to go to the 76ers. Brooklyn would have been a better team with James Harden, and he would have may have gotten out of the first round, maybe, right? I don't know. I mean, anything is better for James Harden than what he showed with the 76ers. An absolute, I mean, it was just disgraceful, quite frankly, and, and not fair to the 76ers organization, to those fans in Philadelphia, but... If you're the 76ers organization, you're Daryl Morey, you made your bed, you've got to lie in it. Now we're going to ultimately see what happens with Doc Rivers. But I'm going to put all of that, all of that on Harden. All of that, what happened to the 76ers, I'm putting it all on James Harden. So we've got... A lot to get to on today's program. We're going to talk some NBA. We're, you know, one one thing we haven't really talked about at all this year is the NHL. And you look at the NHL playoffs, we've got, you know, I think when you look at these playoffs, I look at the teams that are playing and I look at the Tampa Bay, Light, or the Tampa Bay Lightning for our listeners on WURK. In Tampa, uh, you know, you've got the the Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes, multiple stations in North Carolina that uh, that uh, that carry this program. You've got the Capitals, right, uh, for our listeners, WHUR in Washington. So, and then, of course, you've got the Penguins for our listeners, WGBN in Pittsburgh. So a lot going on with the NHL. Uh, right now, we may get to more of that, but a lot of our listeners have, or a lot of our, a lot of the uh, radio stations that carry the program have teams that are playing in the NHL playoffs. We may get to more of that on the program. Speaking of <clears throat> going back to the NBA, Mike Wallace, the senior editor of Grind City Media, is going to join us on the program today. I want to get his thoughts on James Harden and the 76ers moving forward. I want to get his thoughts on what we're seeing from the playoffs. I want to get his thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks able to put themselves in the position they're in because of the play in their game, specifically on Wednesday night. Bucks in the position they're in right now because of that win on on a Wednesday the Bucs were down like 12 points in that game. I turned away briefly. I mean, it was sort of later in the game. I turned back. It's like a six-point game, right? You see, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo was absolutely splendid in that game. He had 40 points in the game. But to me, the key player in the, the key player in that game throughout the course of that game was none other than Drew Holiday. And I talked about Drew Holiday last year. I talked about how he and P.J. Tucker were really the catalysts and the pieces that the Bucks needed to get over the hump and ultimately allowed for the Bucks to do that. And I thought Drew Holiday would step up. He did step up in the regular season. Maybe not so, – and he's done okay in the playoffs, but basically, right, as Drew Holiday goes – so do 
the Milwaukee Bucks. And the numbers, at least, would bear would really bear that out. You look at the game he had, game five, right on Wednesday, very good offensively, had that big, we talk about Antetokounmpo's three-pointer late, which was really, really huge. But if you look at Holiday's three-pointer, his three-pointer tied the game, right? Then he has that great play where he comes, he was the help defender when Marcus Smart made that drive to the hole. Holiday was the help defender, comes and blocks the ball, right? And then throws it off of Smart out of bounds. It belongs to Milwaukee. Milwaukee still has an opportunity to come down and tie the game. And Holiday just picks the pocket of Smart. And I wrote on Twitter, I said, Drew Holiday equals elite defender because he is an elite. He's, a, he's one of the best two-way players in the league. And if you look at the numbers and look what, at what Drew Holiday has been able to do throughout the course of this uh, particular series, then you'll see that as he's played well, the Bucks have played well also. And if I'm honest, I didn't see the Phoenix and Dallas series coming down to seven games. I got to give all the credit in the world to the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, who has been absolutely spectacular. Now, on Thursday, I mean, he's had help throughout this series, but when you when you are Dallas, right, and you're going up against the best team from the beginning of the season to the end of the season has been the Phoenix Suns with the best record with a Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Aiden, I mean, a plethora of surrounding uh, players that play their respective roles, right? And, 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 and again, when you're talking about the NBA and you're speaking of winning championships, rarely, rarely have we seen a situation, and, I, and I'm not, and listen, there's a lot, there's still more games to be played, and again, Dallas has to go to Phoenix uh, to win a game seven, but even sometimes in the playoffs, you need two superstar players to generally get teams over the hump. We saw that with Philadelphia, didn't have two star players, really, with an injured Embiid, didn't really have one superstar player, let alone two, because James Harden absolutely disappeared. But when I look at Doncic and what he's able to do and then able to really energize this team, he's able to facilitate, he can get his shot. I mean, he was absolutely dominant on Thursday. Chris Paul's a good defender, while Chris Paul is much shorter than Doncic is. He just absolutely abused Chris Paul. And I think part of that uh, in that game, particularly was Chris Paul's age catching up with him a bit in that game. Now, sometimes you're not going to have it and you know it and you got to get yourself ready and hopefully some other guys will kind of step up. Devin Booker unable to as well, just 13 points uh, for Devin Booker in the game as well. Uh, Excuse me, 19 points, 19 points for Booker. It was 13 for Chris Paul, only four assists. But I look at Doncic and what he's able to do. Reggie Bullock, uh, Kinston, North Carolina's own, had a fantastic game as well. And you're looking at Dallas. I like Phoenix cl- to close it out, but Dallas is coming. 
We've got more of the program on the other side. Up next, talking with actor Alex Peyton Smith. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 802-317-1987. 802-317-1987. 802-317-1987. That's 802-317-1987. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Box row. Row. Box to Row. Box to Row. Yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. To the beat, y'all. And you don't stop. Yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. A one-two, y'all. And you don't stop. A yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. Until the beat comes, says the beat is short shot. Come on. Let's continue here on the program. We're joined by a gentleman, as a matter of fact, one of the stars of the TV show, All-American Homecoming, airs on CW each Monday, 9 p.m. 8 Central. He plays the role of Damon Sims, but you've also seen him in TV series such as Legacies and The Quad. You've also seen him in the movie Detroit. He's Peyton Alex Smith. He's a FAMU alum. He joins us here. On the program, Peyton, welcome to Box to Row and Radio Boss. Man, what's up? I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Damon Sims, man, like, and we watched the show. I watched the show from Monday. Like, Damon Sims had a lot. Damon Sims probably had more going on on Monday than <laughs> in any other episode. Like, so much was going on. Who Tell us, who is Damon Sims? Man, Damon Sims is a is a kid from Chicago. This is my second time playing a kid from Chicago. Um, he uh, was the number one baseball player in the country. Was supposed to go to the league, but decided to go to an HBCU. 
uh, instead. So he's just a young adult at uh, HBCU just trying to find himself out. No, no question about it. And, and this episode, I mean, and I mean, so much has transpired with him. And as a matter of fact, Monday's episode, you had him, your character, finding out that who his real birth mother was. Um, yeah. The dichotomy between now you got two 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 women going on here with you know Camille Hyde's character and then also Simone who's played of course by Jeffrey Maya. You've got a bit of a a situation there. You you're you're just going steady now with Camille Hyde's character, but but Damon still has feelings for Simone. Yeah, I mean yeah, but you you know Simone got a man. What y'all want me to do about it? <laughs> True. She got to choose up. True, but you, but Damon still still has feelings for her, obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But as a friend. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, but okay. you know, I like you know, uh, like the rest of the college students, especially uh, athletes. You know, um, options are are always open. Right. Yeah, but you know. And that's the thing about the show. Like, it's so, I mean, of course, you went to FAM, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, I mean, a lot of what we see are things that mm-hmm. happen on in, on college, on college campuses, and, uh, you know, specifically in this case, at HBCUs. No, nah, definitely. So, like, when I was uh, shooting the quad, uh, Jeffrey, uh, I believe, was at, uh, was at Clark. So she was on campus while we were doing that. So we both had the HBC vibes. So, you know, with uh, with both of us leading the show, like uh, we definitely had that feel and definitely on set. It's uh, it seems like a party, just like it would be at HBCU. So it's it's kind of dope and like surreal to be back in that environment. No question about it. And there's a lot of I mean, D- Damon, your character again, Damon Sims, he's it's got a lot of it's a lot of pressure on him. Like he's you know, he's got the he's got you know, the situation with the birth mother. He's got the situation mm-hmm. with, to your point, you mentioned him coming um, to Brinkston and being um, this top pitcher. Could have could have played in the major leagues, right? So he's trying, right. he's got to carry, he feels like he's got to carry the team, you know, and then he, he's just a college student. He's got a lot of pressure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like a, like a lot of uh, college students, uh, he's out in the world on his own for the first time. And he doesn't even know who he is. And then he, on top of that, he has all of this pressure. And then if you look at it, just like what's happening in like the real world right now, you know, with um, a lot of top athletes going to HBCUs now, um, I feel like he was one of the first of his kind. So like, if it doesn't work out, now the rest of these young black kids gonna look at him like, well, now it didn't work out for him. I'm not going to an HBCU. And I feel like he understands that and like, He's like, all right, I want to bring black excellence to this school. I want to show them that top athletes can come here and still be successful. So, like, that's a, that's a lot of pressure for, for a 17, 18-year-old kid. No doubt about it. Peyton Alex Smith plays the role of Damon Sims, Sims on All-American Homecoming, which airs on CW each Monday, 9 p.m., 8 Central, as he joins us here on the program. To your point, do you feel, I mean, you, you you hit it right on the head in terms of top athletes starting to kind of come now, at least kind of look um, at HBCUs. Do you feel like we'll sort of see that still continue uh, to transpire? Uh, definitely, especially with, uh, I think LeBron just did. Uh, he's got something going on with FAMU. You got uh, Deion Sanders and what he's, what he's doing. 
Um, I definitely think, especially with uh, these kids being able to finally make money now, which uh, we kind of touch on uh, on the show, that that they'll definitely because they don't want to be around their people. You know what I mean? For for years, uh, like a lot of the PWIs that uh, these top athletes are going to, those were the last schools to let us in. So we had to go to HBCU. So I think it's dope that we're going back. And I think with these top athletes uh, choosing to put their careers on the line or choosing to back HBCUs, like we'll definitely see see more, especially if they if they start winning if, like Dion's doing. As an HBCU alum, and, and again, understanding Brinkston's a, a fictional HBCU in Atlanta, looks, right. looks a lot like, Morehouse got Morehouse colors. Looks a lot, <laughs> looks a lot like, like Morehouse. But but are, how much input do you have in the show from that respect as an HBCU alum when it when it kind of comes to you know some of uh, some of the topics specific to HBCUs? Man, uh, so we uh, our uh, showrunner NK, um, one of the the dopest uh, uh, executive producers I've ever uh, worked for. So she's very open. She's like, sometimes she'll be like, I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel about this? So she'll always come to like Jeffrey or myself and uh, a lot of the the crew or a lot of the uh, the writers went to HBCU. So she's very open and it's kind of like we all collab. And so for like, uh, that wouldn't happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she's not like, no, 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 this is my show. She's like, okay. Oh, Okay, so like, how can we figure this out? So yeah, they definitely give uh, give us a lot of input. Alex Peyton Smith joins us here on the program. How much did you know about baseball? Did you play baseball growing up? How did you, how man, did you know? What? I'm an athlete, man. You don't see me. Like, <laughs> come on, like you nah. But for real, I not too much. I've picked up baseball <laughs> since like. In like 17 years, maybe like I, I might have threw a baseball once, and I think um, it was like on an all white team when I was a kid, and they threw the ball at me, and I was like, Nah, I'm gonna go hoop. <laughs> uh, so I definitely had to once I once I booked the role, um, I started training, and uh, I traveled the, the country for a little bit uh, with my coach Ruben. Shout out, Coach Ruben. Uh, went to like Washington, Arizona, and I sat in the dugouts with these with these kids. Went to some pro games, met some athletes. And uh, we just started training, so now I can I can actually pitch. You know, what I mean, I don't know if I'm going to the league or nothing, but it looked good on TV. You feel me? How fast do you throw it? I know you got to have a rate. Somebody's got to have a radar gun somewhere, right? <laughs> Coach Ruben gonna see this and see me capping. Um, I got a, a I got a school zone going. You know, so <laughs> now I think I got uh, my highest. I got up to was like 75, 76. Okay. But for an actor, that ain't bad. No, like, especially if I'm throwing a strike. That's not bad. I'm, <laughs> You know, I'm not doing my stunt double. I think he he just got picked up by the Phillies. He's he's doing like 102 oh. or something crazy like that. I said, oh, I said, that's what that looks like. <laughs> wow. Well, how much how much more do you know, feel like you know about baseball now? Man, it's those, those dudes are athletes. So like, and every time I went, I went to like these um, these uh, these scouting games and uh, these games where these kids were playing, I wouldn't see like a lot of like black kids. But the ones that I uh, that I did see, they they were balling. But like I have a lot more respect for them because it's it's not as fast paced as like basketball or football. But those dudes are moving. It's just in spurts. 
So like I have a lot more respect for the game, especially for pitchers, because um, baseball is like the one of the only is the only sport where the defense has the ball. And so like just now knowing more about the sport, I enjoy it more. Before I was like, man, this is boring. I'm not trying to sit here for hours. Now that I understand it, like I'm like, it's lit. Yeah. Alex Payton Smith again plays the role of Damon Sims, All American Homecoming, joins us here on the program. What do people come up and say to you now as it relates to HBCUs in terms of maybe they didn't know about HBCUs, but now they have more knowledge of HBCUs because of All American Homecoming? Man, definitely. Just like the uh, the flagship show, um, All American, I think. It brought like uh, what was going on in uh, in like the inner cities or like with with gang violence. I feel like it brought it to mainstream. So I think just like HBCUs, um, CWs allowed us a chance to bring that to mainstream. So you know everything might not be exactly you know what we went through in our experience, but it now it's on mainstream. People are like, oh, that's cool. Like I never even knew that that it that existed. So I think that it's it's dope that we'll be able to put it on. Uh, this specific uh, platform. And I just read where, I mean, like just read where the show, which rightfully it should be, was renewed for a second season. Man, come on. So like I, I woke up, uh, woke up late, you know what I'm saying? I was out last night and uh, <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm trying to get ready for the interview and I'm, I see all these texts and I'm like, wait, what's going on? I said, I'll get back to y'all. And I'm like, Oh, we lit. Let's go. <laughs> you know, now it's, now it's go time. Now I'm back. Now I'm back to training. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So let me transition a little bit. The quad. I, I, I. So the quad, which came on BET, uh-huh. maybe going back four or five years ago. Um, I mean, I, I did watch it, but not as intently. But how, how? I don't know how much did, you know. I mean, obviously there's some similarities, you know, with the HBCU dynamic. But mm-hmm. you know, how did that? Well, I guess you you already prepared for this because you're a fam guy anyway. Man, for real, like uh, when people who who went to fam when we saw it, uh, they saw me portraying uh, the character Tom Cedric Cobbs. They were like, they they paid you to be yourself, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool because uh, I got to work with uh, Rob Hardy, who's a mentor of mine. Um, uh, Nick Kanani Rose went to fam you as well. We had a lot of people who went to fam, so like. And then the school on the quad was called GAMU. So, you know, we weren't too too far off, but like it was, it was kind of like this. It was just, it was a party and like, like acting is what I love to do and to do it around like our people and to do it at the level that we're doing it at and seeing that like we can still be ourselves and still bring excellence. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a dope experience. Yeah. You've got it locked to box to row. I'm your host. Donald where we're talking with actor Peyton Alex Smith plays the role of Damon Sims on All-American Homecoming. Let's step aside, take a small pause for the cause. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story and uh, I'm just having fun you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That, of course, the voice of Bianca Belair. EST is in the building. That's what Sasha Banks and I are going to do. We're going to uh, WrestleMania, we're going to create history. We're going to be the first two black females to have a title match at WrestleMania. I would say representation is it's not a request, it's a requirement. And I'm going to, to try to become SmackDown Miss Champion. But it's more than just 
creating a moment and becoming a champion. Just by us standing in the ring, we are representation for women and for black women. And so that's an amazing feeling to be able to be that, be that person and be on that platform and the greatest of them all and, and be able to create history. It's just, it's an honor. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can, no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Rob Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Players that have been accused in their career of using performance-enhancing drugs, should they be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I'm going to focus on one word in your question, okay? Accused. Players who have tested positive or there's otherwise been real solid proof that they were involved with performance-enhancing drugs, I think that Hall of Fame writers are entitled to make their own judgment about those players as to whether they think that performance-enhancing drugs or their use of performance-enhancing drugs should prevent them from being in the Hall of Fame. You cannot determine who used performance-enhancing drugs by the way a player looks. It's simply not possible. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years you get to it. <laughs> Man, you know what? You're encouraging people to be better and do better, and, and that's what I love, man. So thank you. I appreciate you. I'm talking about none other than Common. Well, I ended up in Sam just because I wanted to major in business, and Sam, you had the illustrious school of business. Then I found out that business was the key. That's what I wanted to do. NBA All-Star Chris Paul. That was great to bring it back to one Salem State University, a uh, black college, something that my city had never seen before, may never see again, and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melodes. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. He is Stephen A. Smith. Congratulations on all the things y'all have done. Congratulations. Keep up the hard work. Winston-Salem State, where I had an absolute ball. The only part that was bad uh, was the basketball because my first year there, I cracked my kneecap in half. If I had one thing that I could do over, it would be that I would be there 100% healthy so I could really showcase what I could do. But outside of that, there's absolutely nothing that I would have changed. It was the greatest years of my life. Simone Biles. I guess I just go in there with a positive, open mind of just doing what we do in training and going out there and doing the best that we can do and just have fun with it. I didn't really think of the outcome, but I knew that we had been training hard and we were re- we were just ready. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. All, all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So... I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Still, View Football League has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown in Division One. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a... You know, big package for you to become a better player. But for me, it was playing for Coach Jay. He gave me the keys to, to the car, and I was driving it in first eight games. And you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. Woo-hoo! And you're listening to From the Press Box 
to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant, radio. Peyton Alex Smith plays the role of Damon Sims on All-American Homecoming, which airs on CW each Monday, 9 p.m., 8 Central, as he joins us here on the program. And then Legacies is another CW show. I, I never, I, honestly, I never had a chance. I never watched it, but I mean. It's a thing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about that. How you? Because you were one of the main characters, and you did that for several, you did that for several seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went to, to Comic-Con and uh, that's when I realized how big it was. So it's a, it was a spinoff of, um, you ever heard of Vampire Diaries? Yes. So it's a spinoff of that. So when I got to the New York one, it was cool. But everybody kept telling me, oh, San Diego's crazy, San Diego's crazy. And I was like, whatever, I've seen stuff before. I got to San Diego, look, I thought I was Prince. <laughs> the way they were screaming, I said, <laughs> I said it's just Peyton, man. Like, Y'all got to chill, but no, um, I played a, a werewolf on that show. So that was dope. And I remember like my first day going to uh, to work, it was my, uh, I, I was casted last. So I was flying in from New York and I didn't really know who I was playing. I saw Raphael. I started reading the script. It had Latin in it and Spanish. And I'm like, I hope they know I'm black. So I get to sit. <laughs> I get to sit and they were like, oh, he's Puerto Rican. I take off my hat. And they was like, I said, yeah, my hair nappy, like, <laughs> like I'm black, I, was, I, don't, I don't speak Spanish, man. Um, and my first day I had to turn into a werewolf, it was, it was crazy, but it was a fun experience and, and I love everybody on that show, shout out to Legacies. <laughs> no question, man, that's good. Your, your career is continuing to blossom. Um, and then Detroit, you had a part in Detroit. I mean, I, I, is that the only movie you, you've done to this point? Uh, no, um, actually the first movie I did, I was a kid. I didn't really have like a huge part, but uh, Queen Latifah played my mom in Mad Money. Uh, then I had a small role and stuff like Long Shots and, um, oh, yeah. like Carter High and, and some other things. But yeah, uh, Detroit was probably the, I would say the biggest one so far. And then, um, now I'm like... I know if I'm supposed to say this, but whatever, I already said it. Uh, I'm guest on kind of on uh, BMF, uh, in and out Oh, yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah, and yeah, there's a I'm going to talk about the connection there with um, well, 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 really with 50 BMF and then um, uh, his ghost. But I, I'll talk with you a little bit more about um, a connection there. A couple more thoughts, of course, with Peyton Alex Smith plays the role of Damon Sims, All-American Homecoming on CW, Mondays, 9 p.m., 8 Central. What what do you remember most about your days at Florida A&M? Man, some of it we can't say on the air, you know? <laughs> but now, um, <laughs> I just remember, like, being able to, to be in a place where I could have fun, but I was still learning. Like, I didn't even know that, like, I fell in love with history uh, at FAMU, you know, because I didn't, I didn't really know our history like that just because, like, a lot of schools, uh, like, we're used to growing up didn't teach us anything about us. You know, we knew slavery happened, boom, and they move on. And so it was dope to, uh, to see, you know, where we came from and, like, where we're going now. And so I kind of just fell in love with uh, 
with history. And I remember uh, being able to learn at the highest level and then also being able to turn up at the highest level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had some fun, man. <laughs> no, fam's dope, man. Like, I've been to fam. But I remember the band, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, like, shout out to your school, but come on. Marching 100? I mean, I, I what, what, what am I going to say, right? Like, I, I mean, what, what am I going to say, right? You, you know? know? I mean? <laughs> when were you at FAM? Um, 2000, I got there in 2012. Okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah, so good year. And then um, I think I was there for, for two years, um, and I had stopped acting for a while because I had been to some stuff when I was a kid. But I was just, I was there, and I was like, Man, I gotta go chase my dreams. You know what I mean? Like I was there. My parents wanted me to go to college, but I didn't want to look back on my life and was like, "Damn, I could have been the dopest actor eight, uh, ever." You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be 80 years old looking back. Like I could have been the dopest actor ever and blaming my parents. I said like, that's a cop out. So I stood up in the middle of class and I told my professor and all my friends, I was like, "Hey, I'm a mess with y'all. I'm finna go to the airport." And I left everything I owned uh, at. Uh, this little rundown apartment in FAMU, uh, across from the CVS. If anybody knows FAMU, it's not it's not a nice place. But I left everything on there. Uh, went tried to play basketball in, uh, in Texas, and then after that, when I was like uh, I was homeless in New York, uh, I used to sleep at La, LaGuardia Airport, wow. um, reading my size, taking the M60 to the one train up to the Upper West Side to work with my coach on acting like 18 hours a day. And then, well, so that was like how I got the fam YouTube. Man, <laughs> that, is a, yeah. that is a great story. So now, wait a minute, did I read you on an episode or were part of Barney? <laughs> yeah, that came out of nowhere. So there wasn't like a lot of work in Dallas. I'm from Dallas, Texas, out of Triple D. Um, so there wasn't a lot of work out there. And um, that came about, and uh, and I went to the to the audition and they booked me and I was like oh for real because at the time I was a little I was a little older and they still casted me and I can't I remember uh, coming off of that and like the homies and stuff and, like trying to clown me it was like talking all this and then I showed them the check and they was like how I get on how I get on there and now and now I guess it's some uh, it went viral because somebody did a voiceover uh, on it so I get I get get it sent to me like every other month. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, especially now that you're... I guess that's a thing now. I didn't know people found that. Like, I don't even know how they found that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but you know how it is. As you come up, people start digging and kind of looking Man. for stuff. And that's what happens. Yeah, hey, look, tell them no dick too deep. Tell them stay, <laughs> stay where they get. Yeah, because yeah, I can kind of tell, like, you're, like, Peyton Alex Smith is nothing like Damon Sims. Oh nah, <laughs> and this is this interview me. So like, if you get to know me in person, you know, let's be chilling. Yeah, you're having fun. I, I stay out the way. Uh, I like to eat good. We barbecue. I'm from Texas, so you know, be chilling. Yeah, I got you. Now, now, so there are some good things that. Well, there are some good things that come out of of Dallas. The DOC is one of them. The Dallas Cowboys yeah. isn't aren't one of them. Uh, are you uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't like know. That. I'm trying to see. I don't know if you can see that. See where that says Washington. That's Washington football commanders now, of course. Um, but you know, we we we're rivals like that, you know? Yeah. 
What what did y'all do last year? I mean, yeah, yeah right. well. All yeah, right. I mean, what can so, I say? I mean, we didn't do much of any, but what did y'all do ultimately last year? We had a great season. Man, you made the playoffs and everything. <laughs> we had a great regular season. <laughs> right, now, thank all you. I remember, all I remember is um, my cousin was hyped. He, he tells me every year. He's one of those ones that, like, truly believes. And he called me. He was like, this is our year, man. This is our year. And, I, and, like, I just remember him calling me after they lost. And he was like, man, I'm tired of shit, man. I'm tired. <laughs> I can't take no more. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like, we just playoffs ain't our thing. Maybe we need Romo back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, like, maybe before you all actually decided to – he still has some game left, right? And, but, I, I mean, I get it. And Dak's been all this, all this knowledge that he that he has now. I'm sorry, Romo, if you ever see this. Like all this knowledge that you're talking about now, where you where you commentate, where was it? Where was it, bro? <laughs> no, on, Tony Romo was a good quarterback. Like he, he made was, some, he, was a, he was balling. Yeah, Tony's a baller. Like real baller can play golf and basketball. I don't know why we got rid of Amari Cooper. I don't know what's going on. Like. I'm, Jerry, if you see this, holler at me. Uh, we're gonna contact with our people. Y'all can bring me on. <laughs> How's your game? How's your basketball game? Right My now. Right now. Right, right now. So I've been focused on baseball, but I'm known to be a hooper. If anybody knows me, I used to play for um, an AAU team out there in Texas uh, for Darren Williams, who played for yeah. like the Nets and stuff. Won an Olympic mm-hmm. uh, gold medal. Like I played for his AAU team. Um, and stuff, and we was pretty nice. Like I'm, I'm solid. Like if, if there's some actors out there, if y'all see me in the All Star game, I'm dropping fifty. I don't care who it is, Chris Brown, little Dirk, all y'all. Like I'm, I'm dropping fifty on y'all head. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, you know, but at least the Mavericks are solid. Mavericks are on the rise. Shut- Shout out Luca. You know, you know, uh, Dirk got a, a street named after him uh, in Dallas. Dirk is good in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last yeah. last two thoughts, Peyton Alex Smith joining us on the program. So look, I mean, a lot of times I talk about Howard and the alums from Howard that are, you know, are, are in the entertainment business. You mentioned Rob Hardy um, a little bit earlier. Will Packer, yourself, Angela mm-hmm. Robinson. You mentioned Anika Noni Rose. You know, as a matter of fact, Daniel Sanjata, I didn't real I didn't realize he's a fam guy as part of um a, a power, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Roy Wood Jr., all of these people, man, like mm-hmm. talk about this fam, fam, you alums are in the entertainment Shout out my dog out there in New York right now, uh, Woody McClain, who's on uh, on Ghost. Like that's that's my boy. And we kind of like started like rising together and just to see like his matriculation is like, it's crazy. Um, I actually stayed in the same dorm as, uh, as Common when he was there at FAM. So like there's just, there's a whole lineage, not only at our HBCU, but like at, at all of these HBCUs. And so it's just so dope. But you know, fam has like a heritage. And so it's super cool to see all of these these people to come out of there. Um, yeah, we winning. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to the Rattlers. You know what it is. Like we we up now. Yeah, football <laughs> team made the FCS playoffs this year. Couldn't quite get oh, past yeah. Jackson. I mean, which is a, it's early game, right? We're, First game of the season. But it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, made they the playoffs ball. though. Hey, that's 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 all I want. When I was there, when I was there, 
I don't think we was too hot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy with the playoffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Last thought. What's next for you? I mean, you mentioned BMF, which is uh, which is dope, right? Like, what's next? Yeah. Man, yeah, I'm just going on a BMF. One of my friends is the showrunner. Shout out to, to Randy Huggins, who's working with 50. Uh, Tasha Smith had called me and was like, yo, are you in Atlanta? So I pulled up. They were like, come to set. I had no idea who I was playing. And then Lala ended up being my wife. And I was like, that ain't too bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but right now... Um, Man, just really getting ready for uh, for season two. I got some some things that I kind of want to do on the low, but uh, just some writing some projects as well. Uh, just working on my own stuff and really just getting ready for for season two of All American Homecoming. You know, that takes up most of my time. Definitely have more episodes uh, this upcoming season. So just just preparing for that, really. Yeah. Peyton Alex Smith, again, plays the role of Damon Sims, All American Homecoming, 9 p.m., 8 Central on the CW on Mondays. Um, and, of course, he's a FAMU alum. He joins us here on the program. Peyton, appreciate the time, man. Continued success in all you do. For sure, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I love you, Mom. <laughs> All-American Homecoming, a really good show. I invite you to check it out. And while a spinoff of All-American, uh, a bit different, a bit different than All-American coming with more, of an HBCU vibe. NBA Talk with Mike Wallace, next. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-726-0144. 800-726-0144. That's 800-726-0144. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the Game of the Week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com, your HBCU sports leader. Let's get back to talking some NBA playoffs here on the program. To do that, we've got Mike Wallace, senior editor of Brian City Media. He's been covering the NBA for many, many years, and he joins us here on the program. What's going on, Mike? Hey, man, everything's going on. We're in the, in, in, in the middle of the second round of the NBA playoffs, man. A lot of great storylines, a lot of great series going on. No doubt you cover the Grizzlies intimately. I just want to get your thoughts overall on the Grizzlies season. You know, I, I think no matter what happens, man, it's one of those situations where you look at the totality of the season. It's the second youngest team in the NBA. 
and, and despite being the second youngest rotation in the NBA, they posted the second best record overall in the league. You never see that happen. Um, you know, they got to the second round of the playoffs uh, in a situation where, you know, last year they made it to the first round. And then the year before that, they, you know, they got to the play in situation. So every single year over these last three years under Taylor Jenkins, um, they've, they've gotten incrementally better. And, and now, you know, the players know what they are. They know their roles. John Moran is a superstar in this league. Jaron Jackson Jr. has established himself as one of the better defensive bigs that we have in this league. And then, you know, you have a lot of young guys in between those two uh, who are only 22 years old themselves, um, you know, trying to fight their way through the NBA. And, and it's a remarkable thing. You know, um, Zach Kleiman, the youngest uh, executive to ever win NBA Executive of the Year at 33 years old, is in charge of the roster. Um, and you just have a wonderful, wonderful collection uh, of, of young talent on the rise. And for them to be where they are right now, ahead of schedule, says a lot about the development of this team. It does. You know, speaking of a team that maybe shouldn't, you know, is fortunate to be where it is right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. You look at the Bucks. I mean, that's a game five where, the. I mean, I, I turned away from it. They were down 12 late, ultimately come back. You know, Antetokounmpo is an absolute beast. But, you, you know, I really got to look at Drew Holiday because not only the couple of defensive plays that he made, but he hit that big three. Uh, that really tied the game. And it seems uh, throughout that series that as Drew Holiday went, the Milwaukee – or goes the Milwaukee Bucks uh, did as well. No, you, you're absolutely right. And, and what that tells you is the kind of player that, you know, Drew Holiday is on both ends of the floor. I mean, he does not have a conscience whatsoever. Uh, this is a guy that can miss a whole bunch of shots and will not be afraid to take the biggest shots in the biggest moments. So, you know, his offense tends to come and go. And, and to that degree, you know, so does, you know, what, what you know, Milwaukee's chances are. And, and you got to remember, man, they're still doing all of this, you know, without Chris Middleton, the second best player on the team, really, when you think, think about. And it was Chris Middleton who got those guys over the hump uh, when they won the championship last year. So to be able to do this with Giannis taking on more of the burden and, and then Drew Holiday picking up some of the slack, and every, every so often they get a third or a fourth guy uh, to, to contribute you know, Milwaukee's showing why they are. They, they're playing with the heart of a defending champion. And But at the end of the day, you know, this is a situation where, you know, Boston was the best team in the league over the second half of the season uh, for a long time. They had the number one defense. But Giannis is overwhelming these guys, man, especially in the games that they win. And that's, that's a tough thing. I mean, that shows you why he is the single most talented player we have in the league right now. Mike Wallace is the senior editor of Grind City Media, covers the NBA as he joins us here on the program as we talk NBA playoffs and NBA generally speaking. Man, I know we talked a couple of weeks ago. James Harden, I mean, you look at him, right, he forces his way out of Houston uh, to Brooklyn, seemed like a a decent, uh, you know, situation in the beginning. It just didn't work out last year. Ultimately, he wasn't happy. This year forces his way out again. That said, he did not show up. I mean, I you know, I mean, nine shots in a game from James Harden, a, a game that the Philadelphia 76ers had to have. He didn't get it done. Looks like he's going to opt in for next year. Your thoughts on the whole James Harden and 76ers situation? 
You know what, man? Philly fans are some of the most relentless fans and most passionate fans in the NBA and or, or of any sport, really, professionally. And for them to have to go through this for a second straight offseason, it, it's tough, man. I mean, they, you know, Ben Simmons just didn't work out, you know. And, and look, he quit on the 76ers. He didn't want to go through the mental, you know, uh, uh, challenges that it took to be able to play in that situation and and i'm not going to discount the fact that yeah he has been treated you know for uh you know for, for some mental health issues but at the end of the day this is about basketball and to go from where he didn't want to take shots in the fourth quarter in the playoffs last year to getting the james harden who refuses to take shots in the second half um that's just heartbreaking man hey, look i can accept that james is not the player uh, that he that he was in Houston. Uh, it's obvious now that he's not that same kind of player in terms of his his explosiveness and ability to put the ball in the hole. But he's just un- it seems like he's unwilling to be to to carry his own water. And who you feel sorry for most and foremost is is Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid shouldn't even be out there playing right now considering his orbital fracture and his thumb issue, both of which require surgery. And he's sitting, sitting out there fighting for his city, fighting for his team, fighting for his franchise. And he's not getting that same effort uh, from other guys on that roster, namely James Harden. And, and that's heartbreaking considering Harden's reputation in his past, uh, his most recent past, jumping from team to team like that. You know, and, and definitely, I mean, the 76ers are one thing, right? But, I mean, Miami, really good team, really good coach. I mean, is, can, can the Heat at this point win – the NBA championship. I don't see why not. You know what I mean? And, and and the thing is, people, for whatever reason, tend to not talk about the Heat, you know what I mean, in, in terms of what they're doing. It's always what the other team didn't do. And that's because Miami's just solid. They go about playing basketball the right way. They play a team brand. It's not the sexiest, you know, brand of basketball superstars on jumping off the page at you. Um, but they, they, they're just relentless. And credit to Eric Spolstra, man. I've seen this guy, Donald. You know this. I've been with Spolstra um, ever since he was in the video room, man, with that organization, working his way up as an intern and part-timer all the way through the organization to become, you know, Pat Riley's successor. And, you know, just to see what they're doing. This is the third time they've been to the NBA Finals in the last – I mean, second time in the last three years. Um, Spolstra's been there, I want to say, six times now. This will be his sixth time in the conference finals in his time there. And it's just it's just a remarkable, remarkable program that Pat Riley, uh, owner Mickey Arison, and, and that front office has put together uh, in terms of a culture, establishing a culture and an identity. And we're seeing that come to fruition again. Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, joins us here on the program. Follow him on Twitter at MyMikeCheck. So we've got a game seven on Sunday, Dallas and Phoenix. The game is going to be played in Phoenix, I, I was—I mean, I gotta be honest—I was surprised in Game Six, uh, but Luka Doncic is absolutely spectacular. You look at what he's done throughout the course of this series. You go back to last series. Generally speaking, and I realize there's still some, you know, some NBA games remaining. But I mean, I mean, he's got some help. But generally, you will have uh, another superstar alongside of you he doesn't have that he's got some good pieces Reggie Bullock had a really good game uh you know in game five he's got some some players but your thoughts on the way Dallas is playing and can Dallas go into Phoenix on Sunday and close this series out man the fact that they got this far you know I mean is remarkable and a testament to Luka um you know I didn't have them 
you know, even though they came on strong at the end of the season, I, I felt like Utah was going to be able to overcome them. Um, just because, as you said, you made the, uh, you know, the, the fantastic point. Luca does not have that natural second guy that's going to help him every single night. But in that series, it was Jalen Brunson that stuck, stuck out in the second first round. This series is Bullock that's coming to uh, coming to the forefront. They have role players who are playing well, well beyond uh, what expectations are to give Luca a shot. And in a one-game situation, man, you just never know what can happen. So, yes, I do give them a chance. And it would be such a heartbreaking, devastating, you know, setback if Phoenix isn't able to do it. Not only because I love Monty Williams and, and, and know him personally and, and grew up with him in the same city and went to the same school with him and, you know, we, we go back. But it's also because of you felt like this was going to be Phoenix's year to exact revenge on, Mil, on Milwaukee and, and get a shot. So Luka can disrupt that party in the West, man. And if he does – I mean, wow. What you, you talk about Giannis playing like the MVP of the league. Luka has certainly been the MVP of these playoffs so far. And uh, if, he get, if he pulls off a win and gets to the conference finals with that Dallas team, man, what, 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 no one would have seen that coming. I don't think anyone had Dallas getting that far if they could pull off a game seven victory against the Phoenix Suns. And then last thought, Mike, and we appreciate the time. We don't hear from Jeannie Buss much uh, of the Lakers, but she spoke with the LA Times and had a lot to say. I want to get your thoughts on uh, Jeannie Buss's comments to the Times. You know, Jeannie's going to speak up. She spoke her mind. It's it's good to hear some of the stuff that she said. But, you know, after going through that article and, and dissecting it, I, I think it was one of those things that raised more questions than it answered. And when you, when you have an owner talking, most of the time there's, there's a lot more definitive things that come out of it. Um, but what she admitted to, to a couple of things that stood out to me was that, you know, she vehemently denied that LeBron James and Clutch Sports run anything with the Lakers. You know what I mean? She said, yeah, do they have a voice or do they have input? Um, absolutely. But are they in a position where they're dictating things? Uh, no. You know, and, and, and I'm not sure how LeBron is going to look at that. I'm not sure how he feels about that. Um but also, because I'm also, what was interesting is that she did not definitively say who is running the Lakers. It was like, okay, yeah, you have the Rambuses who have an input. Phil Jackson is back on the scene now, uh, uh, you know, making comments and doing things. And she's meeting with Phil Jackson often, even though they're not no longer romantically involved. Phil Jackson certainly has a say. Um, Mitch Kupchak, not Mitch Kupchak, but, you know, when you talk about Rob Palenka, uh, who's the GM, he's still having, you know, a, like you don't know, and Magic Johnson, you know, is at the table as well. So when you have that many chefs in the kitchen, it's hard to know what you're going to come away with. So I, I don't know if the Lakers have a direction. We heard from Jeannie Buss, but I don't know if they have a clear direction in terms of what they're going to do to get themselves out of this mess that they're in right now. Um, you know, again, are they willing to trade Anthony Davis? You know, uh you know, uh, uh, can they bite the bullet on Russell Westbrook? I don't know if there's an easy solution. Uh, LeBron James is at this stage of his career. Um, can they get him help? Can they make one more run? Those are all questions that you walk away from that article still asking yourself because you don't have any clear definitive answers by it. Check him out at, of course, grindcitymedia.com. Follow him on Twitter at MyMikeCheck. He's Mike Wallace talking NBA here on the program. Mike, appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you real soon. Hey, anytime, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot.
My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to Mike Wallace, Alex Peyton Smith also for joining us today here on Pox to Row. For more information on the program, log on to our website, PoxToRow.com. And always remember to support those that support your Box to Row is produced by DW Communication. <laughs> Chicken cha 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 to the smarty cry. I'm the dopest female that you've heard thus far. And I-